And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, the presence of the Lord. Mm -mm. The key is to understand that there is a universal presence and a manifested presence of the Lord. The universal presence has to do with God being uh, omnipresent. Okay, he's everywhere. Everywhere, always, and all the time. To answer the theological question before it's asked, Psalm 139, verse 8, If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Shoel, behold, you are there. By the universal presence, uh, we mean his <clears throat> expansive presence that's everywhere. It's everywhere, but there's a difference between the universal presence and the manifested presence. The manifested presence is where the breach takes place between parallel worlds of heaven and earth. Ooh, very sci-fi-y. Next, it is our strength. How is God's presence the form of our strength? Remember? The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? God is our creator. When we connect to his manifested presence, we, as his creation, are connecting with our deepest origins. Now listen to what Job writes, and you'll understand. But it is the spirit in man, the breath of Almighty, that makes him understand. And Job also writes, the spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. In that passage, Job connects the Holy Spirit and the breath of God. And finally, the key to us understanding this power is to be consistently and constantly and foreverly accessing his presence so we can continuously be energized with joy by his presence. That way we can constantly walk in this joy and as a result walk in his power. And that joy helps us stay more above the waterline. That's better than drowning in different situations. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. See, we're just talking about living above the waterline. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanity is oive. So much more. Hey, hey. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. It turns out that my uh, Chromebook is actually only worth 25 cents because they will no longer give updates for this age of a Chromebook. That's, that's kind of low, right? That's <laughs> you no longer give updates for your Chromebook. <laughs> wow. 
Thank you very much. Anyhow, so you can reach out to us while it still works. David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. You can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. As well as you can call us 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like Captain Chris not being pestered by an annoying host to get all these weird sounds so that he can have a break and not be irritated because Dave is annoying kind of thing. Isn't that awesome? And then you will be... Y'all should be so lucky. That's all I'm going to say. Bottom line, if you have a thought, an opinion, a comment, or a question, reach out to us. We want you to. If you've got a praise report, absolutely. If you've got a prayer request, absolutely. We'll just join our faith with you, and we'll, we'll make it a part of our fellowship. We'll make it a part of what we do. Because when we're praying for people and their health, like we pray for Gary and we pray for Kirk and we pray for Joanne and you pray for Susie and for Deborah and for each person, for Brother Ace and everybody else that needs it, you become a part of it. And then when you get the updates, it blesses you, and you are actually functioning in the fulfillment of loving one another. And especially when Jesus said that this new commandment I give you in John 13, love one another. It's like, that. okay, that's how we do it. We become a part of each other. That's how you can do it. So uh, we encourage you to do that. There's also an opportunity to ask really important questions. A really important question might be, Dave, is frozen food like P.F. Chang's any good when you get the Chinese part of it? Is it any good? And then I can give you a straight-out answer. It's horrible. Don't do it. Okay, that would I mean, be my opinion, right? Okay, and then you have to go get other Chinese food just to make up for it because it was so bad. Those are the kind of things you can ask. Or you can ask about soteriology. Or you can ask about the aorta salutis. Any of that. People are like, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? What happened to you? I fell on my head when I was nine. That's what happened. Here's your trivia question. What kinsman of Christ was ordained to be his forerunner? Not talking Toyota. Not talking Toyota. Okay. What kinsman of Christ was ordained to be his forerunner? If you think you know the answer. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at he must increase.org. That's david at he must increase.org. Okay, I'm trying to think. We covered that. We covered that. We covered that. We do. I do want to pray for the audience if that's okay. You guys don't mind. I don't think most people don't mind. Uh, we do have somebody that's calling in on the answer. We will get to them in a split second. But I do want to pray for the audience first, so just uh, join with me. And uh, it probably won't hurt if you do, but if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and again, we give you thanks and praise. We love you. You're just awesome to us. There's no way, there's no better way to say it, Lord. Your goodness is way past what we deserve. You're just, you're always kind to us. You always help us out. You always redirect, even when we don't get it. You cover it. And that's how awesome you are. And Lord, I'm praying for refreshment for people in the body. Not just our fellowship here, which I am praying for, but for their churches and the people that they know in their fellowships, that they too can have a touch from you, a refreshment and a strengthening, and that we would bear the burden of one another and so fulfill the law of Christ. We ask for your help best prayer we know to pray, Lord. Help us 
In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay. Uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Okay, okay. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Are you? I, I have a feeling you're ready for this one. Are you ready for this one? I hope so. <laughs> well, you are. You are. Well, I'm telling you, Deb is. Aunt Deb's one of the best guessers on texting. You are like the best guesser on the air. So I mean, it's like we've got everybody has their own title. It's so funny. All right, here you go. What what kinsman of Christ was ordained to be his forerunner? I was thinking it was King David. Okay, now I'm going to help you out. Walk. I'm going to walk into this. Think New okay. Testament. Think New Testament. Who was most likely related to Christ and went before making proclamation about him? Oh my goodness. Who who proclaimed Jesus before Jesus got there? Who kind of cut the path before him? Jesus. Oh, uh, John. Yes, that's it. <laughs> the Baptist. Jo- yes, Johnny B. That's right. So that's exactly right. So that's not what you said was wrong because, ironically, Abraham or David could have kind of technically fit into that answer so that was pretty good i probably should have been a little tighter on that but yeah john the baptist most likely cousin related then he goes through and proclaims him prior all set up beforehand remember he was an ordained child of god something that they never thought was going to happen and his mom got pregnant it's just like the mom got pregnant from the dead and they were old and it's like yeah, that kid's the forerunner to christ so it was set up awesome. specifically. So you got there. There's no way you're not getting there. <laughs> hey, David, I had a question. Sure. I don't know. It, it might not have an exact answer, but if someone um, was, you know, everybody turned their back on them and they didn't have anybody around them that cared for them and loved them, how, how would – how would that person get their attitude back as far as joy in the Lord and being happy? How, how would someone do that? Okay. I just thought you might that, have an opinion on that. That is an amazing question since what I'm actually going to teach on is getting the joy of the Lord for this entire hour. Oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good pretty good timing. So the one thing I will say that I can I can share with you is when that when when they have when people are abandoned and they are abandoned by people even in churches it does happen i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not putting that against the church per se but in various churches it can happen people often get stuck in the abandonment of of people and they need to I know it's terrible to say it, but they. while we need contact with people, we need to make sure our first contact and connection is with the Lord. That's the place where that never happens because he doesn't abandon us. And that's where that stability comes in. So even if people hurt us, and even if they're not doing it on purpose or they're just doing it by neglect or whatever, the Lord does not neglect us. That's the safe place to go. But I will be explaining throughout the whole show the joy of the Lord and how to get it. Awesome. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. So because of that and because of how well that was set up, and no, we didn't pay her to do that, (laughs) 
to pay you to do that? No. And everybody who I told, by the way, who's listening to the show, who I said to you guys, I didn't have anything to do on Sunday, that does not mean I want you to text me and say, hey, can you come to my house and do this chore or clean this or paint this? But thank you. <laughs> I'm going to say this once. No. Okay, there you go. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Just as I am, you reach down and see Purchase my freedom at the cost of This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. Okay, let's do a little bit of history, and then we've got our last teaching. Let's uh, set up history. Let's go All right, unlike most of the times, I'm going to do an honorable mention because there are a couple of days that are worthy of honorable mention. First and foremost, it is Trivia Day. I mean, come on, Trivia Day. That's what we do. Bible Trivia. It is also National Spaghetti Day. So I don't know how I feel about it. Yummy. You like spaghetti big time? Huge? Were you about to say you don't know how you feel about well, spaghetti? Well, I don't know if it, it, it has its own day, but let me ask you. Do you like spaghetti like with stuff in it or just spaghetti by itself? Anything. Like you oh. can have stuff in it, stuff out. Wow. I, just, I will eat spaghetti with the sauce as long as there's sauce and no just So meat. you're a big spaghetti fan like I'm a pizza fan. Yes. Love carbs. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go out one day and just do pizza and spaghetti. We got to go to an all you can eat pizza and spaghetti thing. Can it be a National Carbs Day? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have to find one of those. A woman. All right. Here is a woman. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here you go. Here's your next 
trivia question. I hope you guys are ready. I hope so. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What apostle was foreordained to minister to the Gentiles? What apostle? I guess it would really be which apostle, right? Wouldn't it be which, not what? Apostle was foreordained to be the key messenger to the Gentiles. If you think you know, you want to call 972-445-0770. You want to text in 214-210-8483, or you want to send an email while you still can at david at org. Now, I am forewarning you, because I am going to be teaching on this. One of the things that Deb asked, I do have two really classic-y kind of jokes. So when I say two really kind of classic-y jokes, one of them is for sure uh, pretty cute and funny. The other one has a political strip in it, but it is not something for you to be offended of because it's really... (laughs) It's really quite funny is is what I'm going to say. So... Uh, I think I'll give the person, should I give the person the chance to answer first before we do the jokes? Probably. All right, Cam, Chris is going to be a yes. So let's go ahead and send them through and give them that opportunity. Ding dong, David, this is, uh, who am I talking to? Ding dong, it's Samson. Hey, how are you, brother? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. All right, I got the question for you. I think you'll know the answer. Right. What apostle? Yeah, it, what apostle it, was foreordained to minister to the Gentiles? You'd say only a witch. I say he wasn't a witch. He was an apostle. Say that again. I couldn't hear you. you Got to say that clear. <laughs> I say, but earlier during your when you were mentioning trivia, you said which apostle. I say he wasn't a witch. He was an apostle. <laughs> he was an apostle. I'm not getting that. I'm not. I can't All understand right. you. Which? Okay, so which one? Which one? Uh, okay, now you are. Right. Ah, which, one? which which one? Not what one? What apostle? Which apostle? Not which. Apostle. Okay, it was a Saul of Tarsus. That is correct, Amanda. The apostle Paul, also known as Saul of Tarsus, was the one. That's right, my brother. How are you doing? How are things going good, for you? Good, good, good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad. Yeah. Right, we're going to be talking well, about Tars- the joy of the Lord, so I want you to listen because everybody yeah. needs that filling of the joy of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Joy used to live in my neighborhood, but then she moved out. So <laughs> all the joy of the Lord went gone to another neighborhood. <laughs> Not just kidding. <laughs> you know, the testimony I want to share, like it. Sure. Our, our lawnmower was broken a few months ago, so. I mean, once we borrowed from our, our friend, another friend uh, came to give a ride to my kids, and he said, man, your lawn looks terrible. What's happening? So so we mentioned situation. So he next day he brought it, his lawnmower for us to like use as much as, as we needed, and we can return once the summer is over. So that's such a huge blessing for us. That's, yeah. that's awesome. That's I mean that yeah. gets thinking about other people and how they're doing, and you were the yes. recipient of that love. Yes, so it it really encourages me because he used this scripture. He says, "Samson, uh, the scripture really helps me to help others." Like, while if I have something that my brother could be benefited, I want to share that one. 
Excellent. Uh, with the other brother, so. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very, so very good. It really blesses us. Yeah. That's great. Great. I'm really glad you shared that. That's a good testimony. Yeah. Well, thank you for your prayers okay. and encouragement. You got it, brother. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. I look forward to hearing your jokes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, see, some of you guys are your gluttons for punishment. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And, I, and we're going to get this teaching in. I don't care what takes, but we're going to get teaching. So you ready for these two jokes? All right. So I'll do the one that's more the softer, simpler one. Ready? A minister delivered a sermon in 10 minutes one Sunday morning, which is about one-third of the usual length of his sermons. He explained, I regret to inform you that my dog, who is very fond of eating paper. This must be about Bert. Anyway, my dog was very fond of eating paper, ate that portion of my sermon, which I was unable to deliver this morning. After the service, a visitor from another church shook hands with the preacher and said, Pastor, if that dog of yours has any pups, I want to get one and give it to my minister. Because <laughs> he ate the sermon, right? All right. This is a political one. I happen to think this is very funny. And if anybody is offended about this because it's a political one, too bad. Okay? I mean, really. All right. Did you hear that Donald Trump wants to ban the sale of pre-shredded cheese? He's going to make America great again. <laughs> oh, come on. That's not a funny joke. He's going to make America great again. Okay, come on. I think it's funny. I think he would think it's funny. That's just my comment. All right. What are we doing? We got to go uh, move into this next segment. I got to talk to you about this. So here's the bottom line. The bottom line is the devil is not an idiot. Okay. He's been working on humanity for a long time. We kind of get that, but I want to talk about what is it that happens that steals away our joy and where that joy comes from and how do you get it back? And that's our text in Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 8. And the verse says, and it's uh, verse 10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you think, wow, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I want you to, I want you to, and, and I know you've heard this before, but you need to uh, maybe move past the intellectual part and move into the doing part. So that's what I say. So move it from your mind and your heart to your hands and your feet. Oh, that's, that's not bad. Move it from your mind and your heart to your hands and your feet. Okay? The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's our text in Nehemiah. Don't have to go anywhere else. Okay? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Got it. Okay? So the key would be to understand how to get as much of the joy is possible. In other words, if the joy of the Lord is our strength and I can get an ounce of that joy, that's good. But if I can get 10 ounces of that joy, that's better. If I can get 10 pounds of it, it'd be even better. Well, where's the fullness of the joy? I mean, where do you get that? How do you find that? Here's what it says. In Nehemiah 8.10, it says this, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. Send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Psalm 16.11. This is what David wrote. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. There, it's right there. there. You don't have to go anywhere else. 
you will fill me with joy in your presence. Now, I'm not just talking about some kind of cosmic conscious awareness that God exists. But every time you think that a person's going to make you happy, you are going to be sad because you're going to be wrong. And you think, and I know, I went through this just like everybody else did in the early years of my life, just like everybody goes through at different times in their life. Like my sons went through it, like my everybody, everybody goes through this. If I could only find a person to be with me, that would that would make everything. So it's like, eh, wrong. <laughs> I know we want that to be the answer, but it's not. Okay? It's not the ultimate place of joy. Oh, there's joy in being connected to, to people, but that's not the ultimate place of joy. It won't always be. It's not the answer to everything. Oh, if I just had another person, everything would be resolved. No, no, it won't. You'll still have other problems in other areas and maybe even more problems in that area depending on what happens. It's like That's not how it works. We need a place where the joy is not dilutable. Do you know what that means? That means that the joy that we have doesn't reduce. And then we get that, the fullness of joy in God's presence. So you're thinking, well, God is everywhere. So why aren't we just happy all the time? Because there's a difference between the universal presence of God and the manifested presence of God. And, and again, I would say Tozer did probably the best job that I saw on explaining the difference between the two. And if you never read The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer, you ought to read it. And then after you read it, you can text me and say, yeah, I want to be a Christian too. Because <laughs> every time I read that book, which is 10, I keep saying, <laughs> gee, I want to be a Christian too. I mean, it's like it's so good because he's it, the 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 pureness and the pursuit are just so genuine. And so what I want to do is just fill you with the practicalities as best I can on, okay, well, if in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy, what are those things? And I'm just, I know we beat some of these down pretty hard, but it doesn't matter. You need to have this stuff to stand against the enemy. You need this stuff to stand against the world. You need this stuff to stand against your flesh. And knowing it and doing it are not the same. And people that build their houses on sand, that collapses. And people that build their house upon a rock, that lasts and endures. The difference between those those two is that the people that build their houses on sand are people that hear what's right but don't do it. And the people that build their houses upon rocks are people that hear what's right from the Lord and actually do what he puts before us. So that's the big difference. So we'll go along on this this one, and yeah, he's looking at me like, yeah, I know, Dave, be quiet. Here's what I want you to get. This is the thing I'm going to tell you right now. This is, to me, one of the most important things. And I will tell you, I could teach this for, for I could do 24 straight hours of teaching on this. Not going to, but I could. Psalm 22, 3. So what we're looking for is the places the Lord is in his manifested presence so that we can get the fullness of joy, so that we can have strength. Okay? Get it? It's just a formula. A plus B equals C. Not overly complex, just the process or kind of a, a, you know, a, a simplistic process. Psalm 22, 3. Thou art holy, thou inhabitest the praises of Israel. Number one place uh, that there is, period, in the, in the most simplistic way, without getting into the Trinity itself. Okay, we'll get to that at the end of the thing. Is to worship. 
You think, well, what do you mean, worship? Well, what do you think is going on in heaven right now? You think everybody's sleeping? You think everybody's just sitting on a cloud playing a, you know, playing an accordion and reading their dental magazines? They're acknowledging and worshiping the Lord. They're doing, they're about the Father's business. They're in the Father's presence. They're being thankful. They're grateful right now. They're not getting their molar checked. They're getting their hearts refreshed by his presence. And when you and I worship, we plug in. I know. How many people, uh, I mean, it's just, I could use so many illustrations. I mean, look, you plug into the Lord when you're worshiping. Now that means, listen to this, that means not worshiping where you're worried about what other people think about what you look like while you're singing. Because that happens. Well, I don't want to look like an idiot. Well, who are you worshiping for? That you would be concerned that another person would think you look like an idiot. Are you worshiping for the Lord? Then whether you stand on your head or whether you sit or whether you kneel or whether you bow face down or whether you sit in a corner and weep, none of that matters. What matters is that you actually, actually worship. And when you're worshiping, you're, you're acknowledging God's worth, his worthiness, his value to you. Now, how valuable is he? I'm just, you know, how, how valuable is the Lord to you? How important is it? Right? How important is he to you? How would your life be without him? You, all, every one of us, every, every person almost listening to this show would say, I actually don't know how I would do my life without him. I mean, that's how I feel. Well, that's a lot of value. Tell him that. <laughs> that's what worship is. It's not just a Thanksgiving moment, though Thanksgiving obviously is, is a part of it, but it's, it's beyond that. It's the, it's the depth of your heart crying out unto God saying, you're awesome. Can you can you do that reading hymns? You bet. Can you do that standing up? Yes. Can you do that sitting down? Yes. Can you do that lying down? Yes. Can you do that in a swimming pool? Yes. Because it's all about what's inside of you, not what's outside of you. It's all about what's in your heart, what's going on there. And that's when you love the Lord your God with all your heart, ding, 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 soul, strength, and mind which is the first of all things, right? It's like the thing. I'm rereading Joshua right now. Uh, you guys, if you haven't read Joshua in a while, it's so unbelievable. And he's just like, you know, make sure that you love God sincerely with all your heart. It's like, it's so good. You're like, yes, yes. I mean, you just know why those people responded to him. It was just great stuff. And so my, my encouragement there is for you to find that the Lord is active. His presence is active when you're worshiping. And when you worship, you're connecting to heaven, and he inhabits the praises of his people. He lives in the praises of his people. In other words, he dwells there. I mean, when you live somewhere, you, you live there, right? I live in a, it's a pretty cool house. The air conditioning is not working very good right now, but it's, it's, well, so, so I guess it's not that cool. But I mean, the idea behind this is that that's the place where I live. Well, we're supposed to live in the Lord and we're supposed to enjoy his presence. And in his presence is the fullness of joy. And when you worship, you make a huge connect. And listen, I, sometimes things are going lousy. For people not to say that, it's just kind of weird. I just, I really can't stand the overly yucky, you know, 
you know, everything's perfect all the time. No, it's not. It's, it's not, except for where it is in heaven. And even in heaven, God, they threw out Satan, so let's, you know, let's calm down, Sparks. But the bottom line to that is worshiping connects us. And if you haven't had that, then you need to you need to increase that. And you're like, I, I can talk about this for the whole rest of the hour. I'm not going to. But I, I'm just telling you, you need to have that time between you and the Lord. It can be corporate. It can be individual. Greatest moment in my life still uh, uh not the most sincere prayer, the greatest moment of my life, being in 15 North Agassiz Street in Flagstaff, Arizona, in, in the church that we had there, door closed, sanctuary door closed, three CD tapes in a row, all like my favorite CD tapes, turned them on, nobody there, me, God, two hours. It's just like, awesome. It's like the grass that I was just like, oh, please come right now. That, that, is a game changer. If you're not plugging in and worshiping and finding that refreshment from the presence of the Lord, start doing that. And does it have to be based on feelings? No, it's called faith. Faith is not feelings. Okay? All right. I'll take our break here because I'll never take a break if I don't. Uh, okay. Did we, is there anything else we have to do? Nope. Okay, good. All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? The word gospel means good news. Now, that's fun. That's funny in the sense that when people think of God, they always think of judgment and wrath. But the fact of the matter is God even creating us gives us a sense of understanding that there is a commitment, a love, a connection to us. And that is, get ready, good. That's a good thing. So if you take a look around— Right? Just take a little look around. If you watch television, listen to the radio, like us, search the internet, get on Facebook, read magazines. The one thing that you're going to notice that there is very little gospel or good news in the world. You want to know why? One, good news doesn't sell. So let's just be honest, right? If you've been in media for any length of time, you know if it bleeds, it leads. That's the mindset, and it has to do with money. It has to do with power. So that, that power, that money, that influence, which actually has a demonic origin, but that all is connected towards not good news because not good news means that you'll be paying attention because there's so much going on. In fact, there's a fear, a terror, an anxiety, a doubt, even a doom that's within the world. And here's the kicker. If you are personally experiencing these diseases in your life, it's likely that you and I are allowing foul influences of the world to affect us. But Jesus brought a different slant on life. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Well, why not as the world gives? Because everything the world gives is a lie. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we live our lives more freely from trouble, it means that we're walking more closely with the king of kings. He wants us to be free from fear and trouble in the worldly sense. So we 
the question is, how is our heart doing? How are we doing on the inside? Are we free or are we in bondages? Because remember, Jesus did come to set the captives free, right? In Psalm 112, verse 7, King David writes, He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. We need to be free from troubled and fearful hearts. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready for our next trivia question. This should not be too difficult. What child who later ministered with the priest Eli was ordained before birth to serve God? What child who later ministered with the priest Eli was ordained before birth to serve God? Hmm. If you think you know, you can reach out to us as soon as I find my sheet of paper that has our phone number because I can't seem to ever remember it. Uh, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, David at hemustincrease.org. It is here that we send you to the website. And on the website, there's a couple things to tell you. Don't forget to check out the video. Don't forget to check out and ask for brochures. Aunt Deb is on top of it. And uh, if you ask, we'll just forward this stuff to her, and then maybe once every couple weeks she'll send stuff out because I don't want her sending stuff out like every day. That's dumb. Uh, she just needs to kind of coordinate that as she sees fit. Uh, we prayed for refreshment for the body. I'm telling you to pray for Captain Chris, Don, and Jennifer. We just think that's important that for the people that help us do the ministry, you should be praying for those people because stuff happens to everybody. And told you it was Deb's birthday. Uh, Al, that's the announcement you missed. It was Deb's birthday. And then that's it. Just for money. We need money. Just remember that. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Was that it? <laughs> well, I was expecting something. That was a short one, right? That's a short You got something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that is a good point, right? All right. Uh, our trivia question. What child who later ministered with the priest Eli was ordained before birth to serve God? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email to David at hemustincrease.org. Uh, I'm going to do history as soon as I find my history piece of paper. Uh, and let's go ahead and set up uh, history. Let's go Well, we might do history <laughs> because I can't find my history piece of paper. <laughs> Is this a first? Some things happen today on some dates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. What were those things? That, oh, here it is. <laughs> I was going to say. <sighs> it is Monday, right? 
Monday Fun Day. Oh, it's Monday Fun Day. Here you go. Today is uh, National Yo-Yo Day, which explains why I'm so up and down. That just helps me right there. I get that there. Uh, na- Thank you very much. <laughs> We're twice on Sundays, uh, dark on Mondays. National Drive-In Movie Day. You guys remember drive- did you go to drive-in movies ever? Ever? Have you ever gone to one? I saw Jurassic Park uh, drive-in when I was a kid. Really? Did it scare you? Because it's some of your Oh, kids. yeah. I was, like, way too young. Okay. You think it was too young when I took my son, five years old, to Terminator? Maybe that was too young for him. I don't nah. Know. Nah, it should be fine. <laughs> I just tell them all, here's a good number for therapy. Uh, let's see. National Churro Day. I mean, I like churros. I just, you know, I like them, like, at a fair versus, like, at a fast food restaurant, which they never seem to be, like, you know. Like a churro, I guess. I'm not going to turn down a churro. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, 1833, Andrew Jackson becomes the first United States president to ride a train. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It was the Disneyland train. No, I'm kidding. Okay, but that is funny. Okay. Uh, 1844, the YMCA is founded. Uh, as well, and then the other thing we have is National Applesauce Cake Day, which is like I don't even know what that is. I mean, I know what applesauce is, and I know what cake is. I don't know what applesauce cake is. I like both of those things. You put them together, it's got to be good, right? Okay. Sure, I'm gonna go with that. I agree with you. Uh, last one on the trivia, and then if nobody calls in, I'll shout out the answer at the end. What child who later ministered with the priest Eli was ordained before birth to serve God? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase.org. Now, since we're all over the board today again, which I don't know why anybody would be surprised, and the one thing we will remember is to do our DNA. I'm going to put it right in front of me so I don't forget. Um, I, we're really keying in on something, and I'm getting that uh, overly important impressive impression that I don't need to cover each and every one of these in depth, but need to really focus on some of you guys uh, on, on some of these that are more helpful, immediately helpful than others, if, if that makes sense. Okay. So is somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Okay. Let's, uh, let's send them through first and then we'll get back into the text. Knock, knock. It's David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Brother Tom calling today. Hi, Brother Tom. How are you? Very well, thank you. Awesome. Okay. This is a pretty good question. A lot of people have to think about it for at least a split second to think, wait, wait, wait who was that? What child was later ministered, who later ministered with the priest Eli, was ordained before birth to serve God? That would be uh, Hannah's baby Samuel. That is correct, you are correct. You remember that situation where she, I mean, it's just, she's there praying, oh, yeah, right? Oh, I thought she was drunk. I know, I in the know. Temple. I know, and I can't, I can never figure out, is that because he just had such a sarcastic kind of like, was it, you know, was he kind of jaded in a certain sense, just thinking, well, gosh, she's got to be drunk without even thinking, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a good thing. She's right there before the Lord praying. Uh, and then she, well, and then he said yeah, that your but, request be given. And, yeah, and you think about her intensity level, though, in in that kind of prayer and the circumstances behind it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, people, you, you see people all the time when they're deep in thought and deep in prayer, 
you know, that, that, can, that kind of intensity, uh, especially with a female in that culture, it may may have not have been the uh, the norm, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, that's a great observation. And you know what's amazing about that story too, and one of the things I don't it doesn't get talked a lot about, but it's right there. It's after she was done, and after he said, "Okay, well, your prayer is going to be answered." Blah blah blah. She like she just received that and took that, and that changed her disposition. She completely well, changed from what, that moment. If more, if more people would believe like that wouldn't this be a greater world oh absolutely absolutely i could not agree more that is exactly right especially if they you know even the faith of a mustard seed and she took it on and boy the lord rewarded her wildly i mean just fantastically so excellent. And i can't believe you've been in texas this long and haven't had an applesauce cake <laughs> i have not had i don't oh even <laughs> you are missing out my friend see now where do i get one where do i get it where do i, I mean how do i get uh, one where do I get one? Yeah, call, call, call me back, and I'll have my wife make you one. All right, deal, <laughs> deal. I'm on that. I'm all. I'm all for go. that. All right. <laughs> Excellent call. Thank you so much. Good. God bless you, my friend. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Great call. Great call. All right. <laughs> yeah. And even Eric's like, yeah. We would. <laughs> I'm sorry. Although it is amazing that we've been out here over four and a half years. Yes, Aunt Deb. It's like, really? It just it doesn't see it only feels like four and a half years when like the air doesn't work. Okay, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's the day it feels like it. That's actually the first time today I was reminded of Arizona because I had to get dressed in front of the fan. It's like <laughs> I remember these days. All right, let's uh, move on. So here's the thing I want you not to miss, okay? I want you to really kind of catch this because I can. I have this list, and I can go and I can do this show for four more hours, and we're not going to do it that way. Uh, I just feel like the Lord is kind of redirecting or you know, changing or challenging how, how it would go. What I want you to be aware of is this thing about the Lord's presence, and I don't want you to get weird on me, and I don't want you to become— um, well, you can become Baptocostal. That's fine. I, you, I don't want you to be Pentecostal or Baptist alone. I'd rather you have the bigger merge because often the answer is in between. But the, the reality is that God's presence is everywhere. We kinda, we know that's true. We know he's the universe. He's, uh, he, he's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's, uh, um, uh, he's, he's everywhere. There's, that's not really, I think, the the— question that a lot of people have. The question is, how do you push past that he's everywhere into where he is manifested? Like, how do you get to, how do you get to, I want to draw closer, what do I do to get closer? And I will tell you the first thing that you would, I I would tell you this, this isn't even in my notes or anything, I would just tell you the first thing that I absolutely know is you have to want it. You have to have a desire for it. As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul longs for you. That's what David wrote. And it's like, I think it's Psalm 42.1. And it's just like, there's this, this hunger or this thirst that inside of you, and this is where you move past your Christianity is a um, is an add-on, or it's a nice little, you know, I'm an American, I'm a Christian, and I, you know, drive a Chevrolet, and it's like it's like all those kind of things. This is where true Christianity moves past that because inside of you, you you'll, you're never satisfied because you know you're not where you ultimately want to be, which is as close to the Lord and with the Lord. And then there's this thing inside 
inside of you, uh, which I think is activated by the Holy Spirit, that want that that it's almost like a magnet where you want to draw in closer. You don't get to just create that, just in case you're wondering. That's a gift. If you've ever wanted to be closer to the Lord, that's a gift. Okay? You know how many people reject God? They don't want anything to do with God. Well, that thing that's in you, you bring that to the Lord and you say, thank you for this. Help me. Help me to draw in. Now, the, the, the common ways we talk about all the time, of course the Word of God is written by the Holy Spirit. That's going to help you. Of course, prayer is going is to make a substantial difference. In fact, real prayer is tearing the fabric between earth and heaven. I just love that. It's just like, okay, here we go. We're going to change this. And people are like, well, it doesn't have got to be like this. For God, it doesn't got to be like anything, okay? That's all I'm trying to say. Like, he's raising the dead. Let's just move past it all, okay? I'm not, we're not going to have to rehash that. We know it's in fellowship. Jesus said, when two or more are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. That's why some of you listen to this show and you get a charge. You get, a, you get uplifted. There's a little bit of joy that comes in there. There's an absolute connection to that in serving. There's an absolute connection to that in certain moments in creation. Not all the moments in creation, just certain moments when you're there and you recognize, no, wait, somebody built this. That's that moment. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, cultivating a relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are key. But the biggest thing I want to tell you is this passion, this passion that Moses had that I wish I had and tons more of because it is the ultimate answer. Here's a guy that spent all this time with God, so much time with God, his face was shining. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a lot of time with the Lord. There's a lot longer than an hour of prayer. Hello, right? And then he gets to this point in Exodus 33 where he goes, yeah, you know, you're really awesome, and you do these cool things, and I really love this, but I need more of you. <laughs> it's just like I'm thinking, first of all, that was very uh, gutsy. And then second, he wants more than he has. You're talking about Moses, who's spending in North. I mean, he's on the Mount of Transfiguration. Everybody knows he's, you know— Representing the Old Testament between between Moses and Abraham and David, there you go. I mean, that's going to be the the big three, so to speak. And it's, you just look at that and you think he wanted more. And that that's the simple thing about the presence of the Lord and the manifested presence of the Lord. You'll never get there if you don't want more. And if you think that the things that you do in life, the things that you buy, the people you know, let me rephrase that, the people you produce or reproduce, the people, the family, the this, that, that's going to make you happy, you're wrong. It'll never, it'll never happen. And here's why it won't happen. Because the only true place to find satisfaction in life is being connected to the giver of that life, period. I know. I'm not blaming governments for trying to do things right. I'm not blaming people for enjoying entertainment. There's no blame at all. I'm just simply saying if you are looking for the ultimate expression slash connection with God, 
that's the thing that will that will bring about the thing you're longing for in your heart. You know, I, I like when we do the salvation lines, and between you and God is this cross-shaped bridge, and you've got to, you know, go through Jesus. I think that's great, but I think that the way we say it, uh, it should be more fluid. It should be a cross-shaped pool, and you should be in it all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It should be, like, motionful and filled and continual. And again, if there's a problem between heaven and earth in regards to your connection with God, it's your pipe, not his. God's pipe is never clogged. And so you, you can do all these things, and I really want to address <clears throat> what Deb said because she, she asked a question, really did launch— I mean, I was going to teach on this anyway, so you just can't. It's amazing that it makes that connection. But people try to find joy in even in the support of other people. Now, I love it. I love that people pray for me. I love that Gary prays for me. I love that you guys pray for me. And I try to share those victories on a pretty regular basis between school, health, the leg, just everything that we go through. I try to tell you what's going on. I try to tell you what's going on. All that is great. Not enough. It's not enough because it's not his presence, and it will never be enough. And while our friends might be looking for you know, redemption through different groups and ex- being accepted by different groups, none of that will matter until you understand your acceptance with your creator and you connect. And you, you sit there and you think, well, you're just talking about reading your Bible and praying. It's like, I, you know what? Abraham didn't have a Bible. He was pretty close to God. <laughs> Go with that. I don't care. Uh, anything to get you there. And we're going to do our DNA because I'm not going to exit out without us doing it. But I really passionately want to say to you, if you really, really want to have a Christianity that has powerful impact on you on a regular basis, either Take that desire before the Lord or bring what you have and ask him to polish it and increase it. Do whatever it takes to say, Lord, I want more of you in my life. Not because I want to be religious or perfect or anything, but because you are the only place that I can ever find satisfaction, period. And that, my friends, is a fact. So. All right, let's do our DNA and then we'll exit out. Duh, duh, duh. DNA, duh. Starts with D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. I mean daily. I mean, this just fits into this right like I love that every day that ends with Y. I said something to Noel about that every day that ends with Y. She didn't think it was as funny as I did. Uh, And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. You don't have to understand everything. You don't have to be a perfect theologian. I have never met a single person on the planet that knows every single nuanced everything in the Scripture. I've met a bunch of them that have bits and pieces. That's okay. You'll grow. You'll get it. And then one day you'll get it all. And then it won't matter. And then A, always be ready. To serve. Ah, the big one. <laughs> this one is so wonderful. In, in serving one another, there is the presence of the Lord. Did you know that? When you serve one another, God pours out his presence as part of that reward. It's like you're thinking, what do you mean? When you serve people, when you serve one another, you are connecting to the reflection of Jesus Christ. And by serving, Matthew 28, 20, you're, you're key. I, he, this is what Jesus said. Go do these things. 
and I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Well, where is he with us always, even to the end of the age? Well, we're doing this stuff. Like, oh, oh, you're with me because I'm doing this? Yes, exactly. That's why DNA really works on multiple levels, I really I really think. And just so you can know, it is part of a doctorate now, so uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything, but I love saying that. Uh, bottom line, folks, draw closer to the Lord. Before you're going to try and find this in people, and before you're going to try and find this in family, oh, that's brilliantly dumb, don't do that, find this in your creator, the one who made you, the one who knows everything about you and still puts his arms around you. See that? That's like, oh, yeah, I want that guy because he knows me, he loves me, he holds on to me. That's, that's what it is. Okay, all right. So tomorrow we'll we'll almost be back to normal. <laughs> sure, and uh, wherever it goes from there, I have come up with a new bumper sticker that I'm not going to make yet. That I'm thinking about it. Two plus two is four, but only if one of the twos really feels like it. And then at the end, it goes, "You betcha." <laughs> is that is that funny? All right. Hey, maybe I won't do it. I thought it was funny. All right, folks, you have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're going to take a 22-and-a-half-hour break, and then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk with you then. Broken hearts don't die, just grow. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.